All right, welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who is abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? Just in New Zealand. Not abroad today. You're no? abroad. Yes. Fine. Doesn't matter. I'm standing. I'm still standing. I'm still standing. I'm still strong. Shout out to all of our new listeners from down under. I mean, that's just what the data says. That's all right. But hey, welcome. It is, uh, right? Jason is abroad in the the U.S. from us who are down here getting ready to enjoy a beautiful winter. So welcome. It's all a matter. Hey, and I'm about, you know, it's a lovely spring day. It's 50 degrees outside. It's awesome. It's probably about 50 here. (laughs) So it's, it's probably about the same. Works out well, but it was nice. It's nice. Um, it's Mother's Day this weekend. It is. Happy Mother's Day. I'm not a mother, but I appreciate not talking to you. I'm oh, not talking okay. to you. Talking all to right. all the mothers out there. Got it. I got uh, got big plans. Big plans for Mother's Day. You know, I uh, I, I ran some uh, some experiments over the weekend. To uh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> try to. <laughs> I think that's the one thing that mothers don't want to hear of. Hey, it's Mother's Day, so I had so I tried some experiments, and they're like, yeah, oh. put it, put up, put on the lab coat, got to work. I tried, um, basically tried making graham cracker pancakes. Now I know what you're thinking. Why? Why did you try making graham cracker pancakes? Well, my plan is to make s'mores pancakes. So we're gonna have graham cracker pancakes. Then I'm going to, I was originally going to do something with chocolate, but I think I'm just going to spread a bit of Nutella, like bam, right between two pancakes. That's kind of cheating though. Is it? Yeah, it is. Because I was looking at all the ways to make something like Nutella and I was like, at the end of the day, it's the same shit. Yeah, you're cheating. That's why. It's not made with love. It's made with a jar. But if you're making like a chocolate spread, it often starts with chocolate already and you're just melting it. You're just melting chocolate. But Nutella so is not just difference? But that could depend on the type of chocolate that you use, not just the not just the jar of Nutella that you're going to spread over your pancake. True, but the the Nutella is I, I think it's going to add a nice touch, you know? I, I who doesn't I, like Nutella? If I was your mom, I'd be hurt. Just saying. I don't. But here's the thing cuz I'm going to cover it up. You don't even know it's there. Why? Because I'm going to make on top of this a marsh I'm going to make the marshmallow topping, okay? Like I'm going to make my own marshmallow fluff. I'm not going for the jar. All right, I'm gonna make. Wait, it. wait, 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 wait. So you're gonna make your own marshmallow fluff that seems harder than making your own chocolate spread. <laughs> it is, but it's also like pointless because the chocolate spread itself. Like I've made chocolate spreads and I've made chocolate syrup before, but I need like a spread. I don't need a syrup. I need a spread. And yeah, I'm gonna do that. So I'm gonna make the marshmallow fluff. I'm gonna basically serve it as it's gonna go pancake, Nutella, pancake. Fluff around the outside, and then I bought a butane torch, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna roast that marshmallow uh, outside, and give it a nice. Uh, uh, we're gonna have a, a some a, a nice dish of s'mores pancakes right there. So you're That's gonna the make like a creme brulee of pancakes. Sure, I don't know what you call that, like a charred marshmallow, like when you actually roast marshmallows. It's just roasted marshmallow, right? Well, what so is creme brulee? Marshmallow it's, topping. It's, you use the same butane tank in a in like a torch. Yeah, tank. Yeah, to, <laughs> that's what it is. I mean, you, that's what you said, yeah. wasn't it? You just yeah, yeah, butane, butane torch. Yeah. I said butane yeah, torch. Yeah, but, but it's a torch, right? So I'm pretty sure yeah. creme brulee ends with a torch. Like that's the part of the yes, creme brulee. Sure that's the that's, that's the, the special, brulee. That's right? the brulee. Yeah. Yeah, it's usually uh, yeah, because like sugar, right? It's like your yeah, creme brulee is a yeah, creme brulee is like a custard, 
And then I guess there's sugar, you know, you'd put some sugar on top and then you, you just caramelize it. Yeah, you caramelize yeah. the top. That's the, uh, and then you crack the shit out of it at the top with a spoon and it's just a delightful feeling. There I don't is think a I've place. I've never had a creme brulee before. There is a place in Portland, Oregon that does a, that does a creme brulee oatmeal and it is one of my favorite breakfasts on the planet. Man, you, I mean, d- diabetes is coming for you, man. It is coming for you. Woo. It's on the prowl. Good. Sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. Hey, look, live it up. You only live once. It's Mother's Day, you know? Yeah. Gotta do it. Yeah. My uh, my mom, my grandmother, they love marshmallow. They like s'mores. Everybody loves pancakes. Probably somebody that doesn't like pancakes. I don't trust that person. If you're yeah. gluten-free. If you're gluten-free, Fair enough. I guess. Again, for me, I like pancakes have to have a crispy edge for me. Like a very light crisp on the edge of a pancake. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. If it doesn't have that, then it's just okay. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree that that makes it good. Now, granted, these might be a little soggy with all the with all the fixins that I'm that I'm serving the sass. So really, I'm just making a cake. Let's be real. I'm making I'm making uh, little cakes. <laughs> yeah, is, pretty much. I'm surprised you part. haven't gone into larger because you seem to be enjoying yourself out of everything out of the last sure. year. The quarantine seems to have really given you a hobby to enjoy. That's other than your normal hobbies of video games and ice hockey. It's given you probably the most adult stereotypical adult of all your of all your hobbies which is cooking a wonderful breakfast and just pancakes. So and yeah, just maybe you should get into right, I can, I can make, I can make pastries though, but you haven't made any other type of like dessert that I've sure heard I have. you make. Have you? Well, what, I what mean, you it's more, more than just pancakes, obviously French toast and waffles and that kind of thing. But also I've made, uh, I've made matcha mochi brownies, AKA brochies as they were labeled. I can make banana bread. That's about it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I've been cooking a lot. I mean, I've been cooking more. You know, I make a make a pretty good steak, obviously, thanks to Alton Brown. I make uh, make some pretty good um, sweet potatoes now, like some uh, diced sweet potatoes. It, it's very easy to roast vegetables, turns out. Yeah, it's not hard. Most cooking is easy. I mean, I would honestly say time. most cooking, until you get into the mixing of flavors, most cooking is following recipe is not very difficult, to be right. honest. It's like some of the processes are difficult. They can but, be also and, tedious yeah. and annoying. Like, for example, I make these sweet potatoes, right? I made them uh, during the week, made myself a steak, had made my sweet potatoes on the side. So how I make them, just peel the sweet potato just for a matter of consistency. That's a preference, whatever. I usually don't mind sweet potato skin, but in this case, I take it off. Cube them, little ones, right? Little cubes of uh, sweet potato. And then uh, toss them in olive oil, salt, pepper, and cinnamon. It's good stuff. All right. Lay them out on a baking sheet. You roast them at uh, 400 degrees for about 25 minutes. Then you flip them. That's the annoying part. Flipping little goddamn cubes of uh, of sweet potatoes. Now, I was going to this time. I was like, wait a minute. I was roasting them on a little tray. Like I could lay out another sheet of tinfoil and just flip this thing upside down. And then I was about to do it. And I thought, this is a terrible idea. And I am not going to do it. <laughs> so I didn't. And I just went back to flipping them all individually. And it sucked. And then you roast them for another 25 minutes. And then, you you know, if you did it right, you'll have some uh, crispy little uh, sweet potato fries things. And they're delicious. And relatively healthy. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, that, well, that, that little yeah. things like that. Like when you, whenever you have to flip things and like little things and... It's just annoying as shit. But the rest of it, because like, they're, they're so like I said, you're like I said, you're lazy, which is fine, which is all right. It's okay. You, you know what happens. 
You're busy well, man. Like, you, you, you don't have to be. You don't have to be tady. Yeah, exactly. You're hungry and you're cooking for yourself, so you don't go through the extra work. You're just gonna, you know, if it's easy, you do it. And look, that's kind of how I cook too. But I'm I'm just not a big sweets breakfast person. So yeah, breakfast yeah, seems to be pretty easy for me. So yeah, there's something therapeutic about. Uh, Absolutely. So a lot of people it, love cooking because they just say, "Hey, cooking is is actually how they how they relieve stress." So you're not alone in that. I would say most people find cooking therapeutic. So. Yeah, I'm also a fatty. So anyway, what can I say? Different, different yeah. kind of hangovers. Yeah. So uh, what's going on with you? Any anything uh, that you want to bring up before uh, before we jump into some news here? I got some got some weird ass stories to go through. No, there's nothing that's exciting other than work really going on. To be honest with you. So uh, yeah, let's get into it. Right on. All right, let's get into some news here. This might be the strangest mix of articles I've ever had. So I got something dark. I got something silly. And I got something that's uh, kind of interesting. Unlike a, something, we'll call it spacey. So let's but go I promise dark. you, I promise you it's not in space because I know how you feel about that. I just watched a space movie, which I'll talk about. But let's start with dark. Let's get dark out of the way. And All then right. based on how dark the story is i can decide either silly to lighten the mood or your very weird category that didn't really have a name after that so let's let's go through the dark story and then i'll make my decision on the other two okay cool got it all right here we go reading from ozarksfirst.com definitely never never had anything from this source ever headline Cult leader found mummified, wrapped Whoa. in Chris, wrapped in Christmas lights in Colorado home, seven charged. We haven't talked about cults in a while. I seven, always, seven charged or seven people. Seven, seven charged. Yeah, I often like talking about these cults. Like I said, it's a dark story, but you know, this, this is a weird one. Sa- oh boy, Sagwage, Sagwage, S A G U A C H E, Sagwage. Doesn't matter. They don't say Sagwage County. Colorado. Seven people with suspected ties to the Love Has One cult are facing oh charges after the body of the religious group's leader was found at a home in Colorado. Amy Carlson, 45, who is known as Mother God oh, by her Jesus. followers, was, was oh, no. found dead in a home in the small rural town of Moffat on Wednesday, April 28th, according to arrest affidavits for the suspect who are each charged with abuse of a corpse. Abuse of a corpse. Yeah, I guess that's, that's charge of how you. It's real funny because I've been watching some mortician videos. Don't ask. Uh, I've been watching videos. How could I not? It's very, it's very <laughs> curious. And yeah, apparently most of the laws of why you can't do stuff after you die is because it's the abuse of a corpse. How many of these have been written after Weekend at Bernie's? Probably a lot because I would assume that is abuse of a corpse, right? Yeah, like, I, I know assume Bernie. So. I mean, the first weekend at Bernie's is actually pretty dark. Have you seen? I'm assuming most yeah. people only think of the second Bernie when they think of when it became a little really? more lighthearted and Bernie. I think of the yeah, first that's one. When, no, the first one Bernie didn't dance in the first one. Bernie was just no. Dead. Yeah, exactly. They were just kind of trying to like maneuver around this. They were at his house, right? Body. They're at yeah. Bernie's house, and then Bernie, they you know Bernie dies, and then they try to pretty much keep up appearances. The second one is when Bernie goes on when they go on vacation. And they start playing the calypso drums, and Bernie gets up and does the he does the the move, the move that is now a famous dance. He does the Bernie. Okay, and that's the second. The second movie is way more lighthearted than the first one. I don't think I've seen the second one. I think I've only seen the first one. Yeah, because the first one he doesn't dance. The dance, no, 
comes from the second one. So you should look up Weekend at Bernie's 2. I guess, is it just Weekend at, yeah, Weekend at Bernie's 2, I believe, is when they go on the Caribbean island and you start hearing the steel drums and that's when Bernie starts to shake his shoulders and he starts to get up and he has the lean and he's moving his arms. So, Oh, interesting. Yeah, Weekend at Bernie's 2 was a lot more of a, uh, was a lot more lighthearted because like he's under the water and he like comes out of the ocean <laughs> as he's dancing. Where the the first one was not uh yeah they were just the, the whole entire scene was basically at Bernie's house Bernie was like a rich guy yeah that's what I remember happening let's see if I can yeah. find this dance just looking for yeah that. the weekend okay. at Bernie's too he comes out of the ocean um and he comes he comes out when they start playing yeah he goes into the Congo line <laughs> I'm watching a video for this now it's very funny yeah because they're just playing the steel drums in the Caribbean and. And then next thing you know, Bernie's got the they, they got a hat on him, some sunglasses. He's got like a he's got like a tracksuit on, and then all of a sudden, Bernie just pops up out of the out of the out of the background. He's just he's just head is moving, he's bopping, he's doing his thing. Wow! <laughs> he leans back. <laughs> yeah, this. All right, I'm gonna send this to you because it's great. But yes, I'm watching it. I'm watching. I'm watching this. Are you conga watching? Line are you, yeah. are you yeah. watching oh, yeah. the conga line? And then Bernie I'm watching kinda, the conga line. Yeah, I've never seen this before. You've never seen this. This is where the whole when people say they're doing the Bernie, this is where it comes from. This is where the dance comes from. You lean back and then you just your arms start moving. That's what that's what I'm Bernie more <laughs> I'm more interested in this dude in the pink tank top right now. Like this guy in the pink tank top, and uh he is very muscular. Oh, he's killing it's, it. It's like John Claude Van Damme and, and breaking. Yeah. <laughs> he's just ripped and he's on the beach and that and he's and he's dancing and he's there for the break dancing and he's doing his thing. So yeah, Bernie is just straight up walking. He is he is just, <laughs> it's very odd. <laughs> yeah, he's walking and, and, and his head is moving. His head is moving in a circle. Everyone's like, oh, Bernie's here to party. I believe yeah, at some <laughs> point, yeah, I, I believe at some point Bernie comes out of the ocean. Um, he's just he's just like humping the ground now. That's that's his dance move. <laughs> this, yeah, is a very, so. this is a very odd video. I'm sure this is great to listen to as well. Anyway, watch this video. We can have Bernie to the conga line video and you can see him uh, humping, humping the uh, sand. While he's getting punched or while he's getting beat around by this muscular dude in a pink tank top. Yeah, it's real funny. Like it's they don't, kind of they don't make movies like, like this anymore. Like like this is what I remember as a kid is when they put headphones on Bernie that has the music, and then they send Bernie underneath the ocean. And that's this is the clip I remember as a kid where <laughs> they just put the music on Bernie and Bernie just walks into the ocean because apparently this is the music is leading Bernie to go find buried treasure. Um, and so that's, <laughs> and then the very first clip on YouTube is one of the best scenes in film history. <laughs> so, this is, this is wild, but yeah, I mean, is, is this corpse abuse or is the first one corpse abuse? Cause this one, he seems fine. Oh my God. He gets shot in the head. That's, that's yeah, wild. He's dead. <laughs> Cause he's dead. But as long as the music is pumping, Bernie's good. He's underneath okay. the ocean. The hair is moving. He's bopping. He's doing his thing. So, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for that. Appreciate it. Let's move on with the story here. <laughs> this is anyway. Now, I, now I know about uh, abuse of a corpse. Uh, the remains were found in a black bedroom, lying on a bed wrapped in what appeared to be a sleeping bag. What appeared to be glitter-type makeup was found around the woman's eyes. The body was decorated with Christmas tree lights and quote appeared to be in some type of shrine. End quote. The warrant said. A follower told investigators he knew the woman as Leah Carlson and a Saguache County Sheriff's Corporal wrote in the affidavit that Carlson is believed to be the group's leader. It's unclear why the followers provided the name Leah. I don't know. We got nothing to lose at that point. She's, yeah, she's gone. I guess. 
A spokesperson said the Sagwatch, Sagwage, Sagwatch, whatever, county sheriff's office received a report of a deceased female in residence and concern and concern of child abuse. According to the arrest, warrants for the seven people, Miguel Lomboy, 42, is believed to be part of the group, opened his home to members when they needed to play when they need a place to stay on April 27th. Lamboy left the house and returned to find the body of whom he knew to be Leah Carlson. Lamboy said that said the body appeared to be mummified with Carlson's teeth exposed through the lips, the warrant said. Lamboy tried to leave the home with his son, but the group would not let him take the child. Lamboy, what, what do we always say? I mean, this is, I don't know if we've said it yet on this case, but what do we always say? You got to leave the kids alone. You leave kids alone. And I would say that's number one rule of a cult. Number two rule is you you leave the sex alone. You leave well. You leave the kids alone, and you you leave everybody else's wives alone. Yes, alone. Yeah, you know if they're not married, do whatever. You know as long as it's consensual. Be consensual. That's a better. You know that's better. Yes. And then you know what? That's a good rule for life. It true. It's a very good rule for life. Be consensual. <laughs> consensual is always is the key. Lamboy went to the Sal- Salada Police. St- this is in America, and I can't announce any of this shit. And I can't pronounce any of this shit. I'm assuming quite the- a few of these are probably Native American names, so you should feel bad about it. But continue, please. You're right. I should. Oh my god, I had, a, I had an option to talk. About- I had an option to talk about that story as well. But well, <laughs> anyway, Salada Police Department to report the dead woman because his residence is in Saguage County. The report was handed over to the sheriff's office. 30-year-old Ryan Kramer, 35-year-old Christoph, anyway, all of these people uh, were arrested and booked on abuse of a corpse on abuse of a corpse and two counts of child abuse into Rio Grande County Jail. Lamboy's son and Raymond's 13-year-old daughter were removed from the house and placed with social services. Lamboy and his son have been have since been reunited. According to the affidavit, the sheriff's office has received many complaints from families across the U.S. alleging love has won is brainwashing people and stealing their money. That's it. Doesn't tell me anything about love has won. I'm kind of curious about this. So I've got another. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So I've got another article that explains how her son, right? How her son feels about this. So her son, Cole Carlson, right? Um, so he said his mother left him when he was 10 years old to start her cult. And the kid says, I'm Amy's oldest child. She's my strange mother. Everything in my life is very average, except my mom is a cult leader or was a cult leader. Um, some of the details that have slowly continued to come out have been rather shocking to me, honestly, but they're also a cult. You kind of expect weird things to come out. And I had (laughs) expecting her not to be around for much longer, Mr. Carlson said. Mummified and eye makeup but no eyes. Very disturbing. That's the best word I can think of. The whole thing is disturbing. Um, So Miss Carlson's health was failing in recent months. Last year, the cult moved to Kauai, Hawaii. I think it's Kauai. As they do. Not the first first cult to do that. To help the cult leader deal with her medical ailments, Miss Carlson apparently had cancer and was paralyzed from the waist down when they moved. Hmm. Uh, so the cult was driven out of Hawaii by protesters and returned to Colorado. A photo was taken three weeks before as believed Miss Carlson died, showing that she was emaciated, losing hair, and had discolored skin. And this is the next part is what I wanted to get to is Miss Carlson was known to ingest large quantities of colloidal silver, which is believed by some to be an effective dietary supplement. However, health experts have found no evidence that <laughs> ingesting colloidal silver has any positive health effects and that the silver can build up in the human body. Over enough time, the silver can cause skin skin discoloration and organ failure, leading to uh. death. 
So, um, so yeah, so, um, so the sheriff said, I'm not sure what to think about this whole thing. I've never seen a group of people be so nonchalant about a dead person in their back room. Um, as with other cults, the cult members are not only victims of love has one's ideal. I, yeah, they are not the only victims of love has one's ideology. Family members of the members of all also have suffered a reality that Mr. Carlson hopes to address now that his mother has died. Um, so yeah, like this is kind of, I'm not surprised by this, um, that after the cult leader dies, everyone tries to cover it up because now the cult is bigger than the leader, right? Like, I think that's how most cults start. It starts with one person, but one person sells the idea of all of these other things while getting the benefits of being the leader of said cult. But then once the leader dies, it's not like all of a sudden everyone breaks out of a spell. People still believe the teachings of the cult. Um, and yeah, there's something just, where's the cult of like modern medicine? <laughs> you mean like the cult that does good things? I mean, just, yeah, just the cult that's just like, hey, so we believe in science and modern medicine. Like you don't ever, the cult is always some weird abstraction of like. It's like med school reality. students. If you're yeah, a like, doctor, you're a med school, school student, like yeah, that's like, what they the, are. Yeah, like it's where's just the med that. school that's student it. cult that's of it. like, it's hey, you know, there's, you know, there's science and things that when you have cancer, there's things you can do to try and get better. Versus it's that. It, and, it costs, and it costs a half a million dollars to get in. Or whatever yeah. it is to pay All for right, so there you go. I guess that's the difference is that with some some cults we accept and some we don't. This cult has been around since 2006. Yeah. They got a so, Wikipedia uh, page and everything. So, yeah, again, this kid was 10 when uh, she started this cult. Does it say how she started this cult in this Wikipedia? Let's see. Uh, according to history, according to her family, Amy Carlson grew up in Dallas and was a straight-A student, but early in her adult life began to talk about outlandish concepts such as starships. Of course, she would. The group, the group began around 2006 when Carlson was around 30 and, be, and became interested in New Age philosophy and, sub, and subsequently left her third husband at age 30 and children and her job at McDonald's and went no con and went no contact with most members of her family. That's a yeah. hell of an origin story. It's Good crazy. God. It's that was nuts. one sentence. One <laughs> sentence. <laughs> she was 30. She was interested in new age philosophy. She left her third husband and children. Uh, okay. Third husband and, and children by 30. That's yeah, three husbands and, by and she was and she was working at McDonald's at this point, but she also left that as well. And she had I mean, no why would no you continue working any of her at family. McDonald's if you were a cult leader? Well, at this point, she wasn't. She was right. she was out. She was ready to get after it. The yeah. group reached that Carlson was a divine being nineteen billion years ago and had birthed <laughs> all and had birthed all creation. Carlson claimed she had been reincarnated 534 times. That's very specific, including as Jesus, as one would be, and yeah. would lead 1,004 and would lead 144,000 people into a mystical fifth dimension. Let's not try to break what the fourth one is. The group claimed that Carlson has the has, was the queen of the lost continent of Lemuria. I believe that's how you'd say it. Oh my god, there's a Lemuria Wikipedia page as well. well. I mean, you we'll can go down this. You can go oh, down wait, here we go. Carl, here, of course this is going to happen. Carlson had stated that <laughs> that Donald Trump was her father in a past life and that she had spoken to the spirit of deceased actor Robin Williams who she claimed as Archangel Zadkiel. 
who is also a person i get is also a thing in uh yeah it's, it's, it's in the bible it's our change yeah, I guess. It's the archangel of freedom and benevolence and benevolence yeah. yeah the group's theology also included references to the con- to the concepts of atlantis and uh anunnaki and reptilians yeah. because of course carlson has several several romantic partners throughout the group's history who are referred to as <laughs> father god as oh, wow. daily live streams be. This is, this is uh wow, we've opened oh, wow. up a hell of a Pandora's box. Thank oh, God you I'm sure this, have. This, yeah. is, this is it. I am going to lose my afternoon. <laughs> the group did daily. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess you saw this. They have daily live streams. Are they still on YouTube? Like they I still know. I'll keep reading. I'm going to find out. OK, cool. Because I wonder how many followers they have on YouTube. The group has often been described as a cult. You don't say. And ex-members have accused the group of physical abuse and sleep deprivation, with members allegedly only being allowed to sleep four to five hours a night. What do you do with it all day in a cult anyway? Oh, what yeah. This do? is still this is still real. They just had a stream 13 hours ago. Oh, Daily Event Energy, 7-5-2021. There's a couple of guys that look like they would totally be in a cult, and they're over Zoom. And how many how live. many subscribers? Uh, this one had 677 views of this video, and the okay. really has 7.9, so 8,000 subscribers. 7.95 thousand subscribers. That's concerning. There's a woman from China who does a bit of live stream videos as well, and there's 900, and those tend to get a bit more views. But there's lots of, yeah, um, yeah. So she goes through of all the times that god or someone has visited her um and she apparently was on full disclosure dr phil explaining this cult so dr phil has had has been in contact with this woman so yeah yeah. according to uh so despite the group banning drink drink and drugs for members carlson has been accused of drinking large amounts of alcohol and subsequently behaving abusively the group the group featured on the on an episode of Dr. Phil in September 2020 where Carlson and two members were confronted with claims of abuse which they denied. Wow. That was uh that was a hell of a trip. <laughs> yeah, like how do you think you come through like you're all of these things, right? Like when someone says like when you're thinking of coming up with a cult, right? Yeah. And I mean, is there just a general theme with cults? Like, do you just sure. feel like all of a sudden that you're just be like, you know what? I'm going to be this. I've decided in my life I am now um, I am now the lost queen of Lemuria. And yep. Donald Trump used to be my father, even though Donald Trump is still alive. So a past life. Has Donald Trump past had life. kids that have Reing- reincarnation? Away? Oh, reincarnation. so Donald Trump was somebody else. And so they yeah. both have been reincarnated. So he was reincarnated as Donald Trump. Yeah, she was reincarnated guess- as the queen mother. I don't know what God. the rules of reincarnation are, but I don't know if you necessarily always have to reincarnate like chronologically. You know what I mean? Like I could, like I could, or- like I could reincarnate as you, theoretically. Whoa! Like now? If you, but no, if I die, then I would basically reincarnate. But I would reincarnate as you when you were born, whenever you were. So that's what I mean, like chronologically. It doesn't mean. I need to reincarnate as somebody in, let's say I die in the year 20, whatever. Oh, are you predicting your death? <laughs> All right, let's, let's predict this right now. How old am I? All right, let's say I, let's say I live to the, to the ripe age of. With the amount of sugar you eat, I, I put that into your math. 
No, that that just strengthens you. That that tells it. you it's yeah. It's All like right. lifting. You know, you you lift and then you could lift more. So I, I are, are you just going to get caramelized? You're going to just go out in the sun and caramelize like a creme brulee. Yeah, and I'm gonna and I'm basically going to eat my fingers, and then that's how I die. So because I'm gonna be like, those look delicious, and then I and then I eat them, and then that's how I die because I I don't have medical attention because I'm alone. <laughs> Anyway, uh, let's say that happens when I am, uh, let's see, I'm on now. Let's just do easy math, right? 60 years from now, I will be 93, I think. That's ambitious. Okay. So that's, so that's 2081. So I die in 2081. If you make it to 2081, then I'll give you all the money I have. Cool. No way. Yeah. To, to, uh, 2081. That's how that's how long I'm gonna make it. So 2081. So May 7th, 2081. John, <laughs> John's effect- you're gonna die. John's effectively giving me all his money because I've made it to that day. And then and then I die. Bam. Dead. Um you're still alive. You are in a robot body. So you are immortal. <laughs> but you've given me all your money, so you can't afford any repairs. So you're not far behind me. So sure. that's how it goes. It doesn't necessarily mean that I, again, I'm kind of, I'm playing fast and loose here. I don't think it means, and I could be wrong because I don't know how this whole thing works, but I don't think that means I have to reincarnate as somebody who was born on May 7th, 2081. So wait, so you can go back in time and be reincarnated for that time. Yeah, I think I could reincarnate as anybody, anybody throughout time. But the fact that she says she has spoke, like Donald Trump was her father in a past life. So does that mean like she's Ivanka? Like, what is she saying? I'm confused. Yeah. Or Donald Trump's spirit was her dad or somebody who she was before or and Donald Trump was before. It's like you can mix and match. Well, she says that she's also spoken to Robin Williams. Sure. Who has the spirit of Robert Williams? Sorry. So is he going to be reincarnated soon? Again, he, he might have. It might have already happened. OK. You might have been reincarnated as. You might be the reincarnate of Robin Williams. Hmm. You don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't think I am. No. You might be. Yeah. But I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I like I said, I don't know how the rules work. Just in general. I don't know. Because the question is, if you do reincarnate as somebody, right? Are you living as they did and you're living through them? Like, do you have their personality or are you living as Robin Williams with your own personality? At which point you would not be Robin Williams. You would just be no, yourself. It, you would just be somebody else entirely different. I'm just a, I'm just a white guy with, uh, with non-funny features. <laughs> so because you wouldn't, you wouldn't start with all the information that you had prior. No, you learn it over time. So I guess when you have, when you wake up or when you dream and you have these weird things, is that you tapping into past lives? I guess some people can just see it and some people can't. And then at that point, you deviate. I I, I think this is how you come up with cults. You have these discussions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And eventually you go, all right, these are the rules of the cult. And Mm -hmm. then, I mean, I guess you need to have a personality that has people that want to follow you. Because that's a big part of it as well, right? Like nobody wants to be around you. Is that all of it? Yeah, because you just need like think about it. Where are you? You're in the mountains or you're in an island, right? That's kind of the where you're going to be in a cult. You're in one of those two places. You're not in like a suburb. You know, you're you're, you're kind of away from civilization. There, there's not enough people to be like, hey, what's going on over there, right? So you're yeah. you're either on an island or you're in the su- or you're in the mountains, and things are pretty cheap. So you just need like a handful of dummies to throw you a couple hundred bucks a month to keep you going. Yeah, 
Yeah. So if you have the charisma and you could, uh, and you get a few people who are like, you know, down on their luck and they're like, man, I'm just looking for, I'm just looking for some sense of community. And it's like, Hey, you know, I know exactly how you feel. Why don't you come over and hang out in my compound? Oh, you have a compound. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's pretty impressive, right? If you say, "Hey, I've got a compound," like, I've got a, I've compound. got a compound. I've got a compound. There's a few windows. It's in the mountains. Come, come yeah, for a and drive. I'm assuming, and I'm assuming come. everyone that joins the cult thinks that they'll ascend to the top as well, right? Like you start at the bottom, but then you're saying, you know, if I stick around long oh, enough, yeah. eventually, you have I'll to be able to be queen or whatever it is, mother, father, god, or whatever the the oh, guy yeah. or the girl. Especially, I mean, look, that's kind of like you know Christianity. Like what's what's the big carrot at the end of the stick, right? You get to go to heaven after you yeah. after you're a good I mean that, shit. that's the big that's the big carrot for all religions, really. No, not in the not in the case of reincarnation. In this case, you die and you come back as somebody better. I mean, that's the same with like the what is it, like uh Hinduism, right? That's that's the that's yeah, one of the originals. Uh, that's the old school one. But that you can go backwards, right? Because if you're bad, it's like it boom, you're a bug. I think it's actually Buddhism. Is it Buddhism? I believe. I think so. But uh, I mean is, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, but I mean, even like, uh, Islam or like, they all have sort of a reward at the end. That's what kind of keeps you in line. Not Judaism. Judaism. Yeah. You're just going to, it's just pain. People, I mean, I mean, Catholicism's kind of like that. Like everything's pain and suffering. You got to repent because you're all Judaism. I actually don't know what happens at the end of Judaism. I might be wrong. I don't, well, there's no hell in Judaism. I think everybody goes to a good place in Judaism. Yeah. You know, Yeah. but also, It's great. You go to Williamsburg with the hipsters. Yeah. But they but a lot of people uh but um say you threw me off with that one. That was good. <laughs> yeah, you go to Williamsburg. Uh but yeah, but, oh, right. There's in, a lot the, of souls walking around Williamsburg. In the so. old in the old testament, they people lived to like a thousand, so they, they didn't really need to answer. Yeah, Moses that. was old when he died. He was real old. I mean, he was in that mount he was on that mountain for years. Long time. Right. Listening, Long listening to God time. tell him like, yeah, these are 10, 10, 10 points. It's like, get to the fucking point. How many words per year? Moses was 120 when he died, by the way. He wasn't thousands, but he was 120. I was old, right? Jesus only made it to 33, I believe. Yeah, but I he mean, was on we, that. He was on that hill for years. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, if you live to 120, like it's like the guy who was on that, who was on that How island. How long right? was Moses on Mount Sinai? The first time. The first time. Maybe it wasn't years. All right. It was 40 days. Why well, did right, I think it was yeah. years? Well, no, he, he wandered around the desert in 40 years, right? I believe he wandered in the desert. So, all right. I've, I've got Moses' Wikipedia page up. Yeah. Let yeah, me know. God I'll, sent I'll, Moses back to Egypt to demand the release of the Israelites from slavery because they got right. enslaved again. So Moses said that he could not speak eloquently, so God allowed Aaron, his his older brother, to become a spokesperson. After the ten plagues, Moses led the exodus of the Israelites out of Egypt and across the Red Sea, which after they based himself on the biblical Mount Sinai, where Moses conceived received the Ten Commandments. Right. How long after was 40 he there years, forty order, years, forty years of wandering in the desert? Moses died within sight of the Promised Land, so he was almost there. Wait, hang on, you skipped some stuff. Hang on a second. Hang on. In the in the in the classic movie, The Ten Commandments, he's right? born. They put him on the river. Then he goes back to free his people. No, I'm looking. I'm, I'm talking about a very right. specific point in the story. Okay, he's like, "Hey, look, I got you guys. Chill here. I got to go and get some tablets." And they're like, "Cool." He's gone for a certain amount of time. What is that period of time? How long is he on the mountain for these guys to get really impatient 
and start it's building this cow. Worshiping the cow, right? Yeah. 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 Wasn't yeah. that years? That's what I thought. How long did it take for Moses to <laughs> receive the Ten Commandments? Because he saw the burning bush, right? That's what led him to to get the. To that get was the before. I, th- I think that comes prior. Or, or did that lead him to the mountain? Was it the? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, we are. We are not bad, and this is both of us. <laughs> so yeah. This is this, this is, is this is both. Yeah. Our, this yeah, we read this book. We, we, yeah, well, both I, of I never us read, read this book, book and we and we are both confused. Um, how, yeah, how I don't long? know how long he was up there, but look, if you do know how long Moses was up there and for him to receive the Ten Commandments, let us know. Write in. Wherever you can do days. that. 40 days. <laughs> 40 days. Those people are so... If it was really 40 days, then that that's ridiculous. But everything's 40 days, right? Jesus wandered for 40 days, too. For, right? He didn't eat for 40 days. And 40 40 days Everything is based on 40 yeah. days. 40 days and nights to receive the, the Ten Commandments. And he did so twice because he broke the first sentence. <laughs> he walked out and broke it, but was like, oh, no, I got to go back. <laughs> no, I got he was like a kid dropping ice Wait, cream. Wait, is that cone, really right? how it happens? Did he is have that to go really back? What that's why they got impatient. They 40 days in order to get 40 and he, days. And he did so twice because he broke the first set of tablets. Well, then was it like the time to go? Or did these people really just do like... 40 days, they're like, man, fuck Moses. Look at this shiny cow. (laughs) That's what it was, right? Hey, (laughs) Moses is taking too long, and we're hungry, and our kids are trying to figure out what are we doing. Hey, look, I got this cow, though, right? We worship this cow. We're good. We might get some food if we worship the cow. Yeah, might get some some steaks. Yeah. So then Moses came back down with the tablet and saw they were around this cow, and he was like, I can't believe I was up there for 80 days. Yeah. Did he here's have to wait 40 days again for, for the second time? Or did the guy just go, oh, okay, here's a new tablet. Sorry, you broke that one. I don't know. But then he broke him again. <laughs> Intentionally, yeah. right? Yeah, and, I guess so. Yeah. Because yeah, he broke him intentionally. Yeah, he was fed up. Yeah, he was like, what's, what's wrong with you people? You couldn't, you couldn't wait like a month? I'm, I got, I'm walking in sandals here. Like, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm walking in sandals in a robe and it's dusty out here. Yeah, right? I don't like, even know where I'm everywhere. going. I don't even know where I'm going. It's, it was a sad ending for Moses. Everybody loved him, and then he didn't even make it. He didn't even make it to Jerusalem. They didn't let him in. I didn't think he died trying to find it. He died because they were saying, "No, you're not allowed in. Club's full." Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. They're like, "You're too old. <laughs> you're you're old. Ain't, you, you ain't getting in with those shoes." <laughs> yeah, it's like, "Hey, nah, 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 man. No open, no open toe shoes in this club, man. You got to come back with some, and no sneakers either. Don't come back in no <laughs> Nikes." <laughs> so they kept him out. They said, "No, nah, you got to wear that, dress shoes." And that staff, mm-mm, nope. Nah, 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 no, no weapons. Leave, leave the weapons at home. <laughs> but I, I <laughs> so, need it. I need it. I need it to walk. Yeah. Sorry. No, 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 yeah. no. See what else? What else, the other thing that helps when uh, when creating a cult is to actually know this shit because they always liken it to some religion, so you get those like true believers of the religion, and you can say, yes. oh, by the way, you know that's how Mormonism started. That's like Scientology is like the moon compared to all that stuff because that's just. Here's this bad story, and Tom, we got Tom Cruise. So yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know which came first, but anyway, yeah. So there you go. Uh, this this cult still lives on. Uh, Mother God is dead, but I'm sure she'll be back. Reincarnate. Yeah, someone's going to reincarnate, right? If you're in that cult right now, here's your chance. You just wake up and just go. You just oh start God. saying some of the things she said. And you just start saying like, "Hello, my children." You speak with a real soft voice, and they're like. Wow, this guy's completely different. What happened? And then you, and then you just slowly just say, "I am Mother God." But you're no, I got a, right. This is how I you get a in. This one. is how you do it. I got a better one. If you're if you're thirty, 
you're working at McDonald's and you're on your third husband and you got a couple kids. Here's your way out. Yeah. Find these people and be like, holy shit. Oh, I can't mother believe God. This. Oh, mother God. <laughs> I, I don't believe it. You know, something just told me to walk in here and I just woke up and here I am. I'm back, guys. How's it going? You guys, Did you miss me? You won't believe this. I know you remembered me be there as what's her name? Leah Carlson. That's who it was. That's me. That's me. Leah. I'm back. I'm back. Hey. That's me. Wow. Hey, now, uh, guys, how's it going? Now, what do we do next? I don't know. Give me some money. Promise I won't uh, touch your kids. Just do that. See if you could, yeah. you know, you might be able to pull it off. Get away from that third husband. I'm sure he sucks. Yeah, there you go. Yep. You know, those kids, don't, they're not even working. <laughs> Put those kids to work. Yeah. All right. Moving on. What do you want to do next? You want something spacey or you want something silly? So that was dark, but let's do spacey because I think maybe, yeah, like that was that was that wasn't as dark as I was thinking it was going to be. All right, cool. so it was dark, but it wasn't dark enough. She's she's coming back. Maybe she'll come back from space. That's true. All right, um, I don't want to alarm you. Okay, I don't want to alarm you with this. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna read the headline, and then you try to keep cool. China's huge long. I'm reading from Engadget. China's huge long march rocket will fall back to Earth this weekend. Do you know anything about this? So Alice just said a rocket was heading towards us, and I said, "Huh? From where?" And she said, China. And then <laughs> I walked into my office to record the podcast. So I have heard of this. I have no idea what it is, though. That was how that discussion uh, It's a little... I mean, it, it originated from China, but it's not coming from China. It's coming from space. But yeah, all right. Here we go. Let's get into it. The chances of... This is the sub-headline. The chances of the 23-ton rocket hitting a populated area are small, but not zero. By the way, I went to sleep after hearing this story last night with some guy with long hair. And he's like, do you know where? Uh, but anyway, we'll get into this. China's 10-story, 23-ton, Long March 5B Mark rocket first stage is expected to make an uncontrolled re-entry back to Earth this weekend. And the chances of it hitting a populated area are not zero, the New York Times has reported. <laughs> According to the U.S. government-funded aerospace cooperation, which has been tracking the rocket, it's expected to arrive on May 9th at 3.43 UTC. That would be 11.43 p.m. Eastern time, and I don't have the conversion for New Zealand time. However, that time is plus or minus 16 hours, so it's subject to change. <laughs> both, the US, both the U.S. Space Command and Russia's Roscosmos? That's cool. Roscosmos Agency are currently tracking the object. Scientists can't predict exactly where or when the first stage will re-enter because it depends on factors like solar activity that can make the atmosphere expand outward and create additional drag at the edge of space. Quote, the rocket stage's orbital inclination of 41.5 degrees means that re-entry can be as far north as Chicago, New York, as Chicago, New York City, Rome and Beijing, and as far south as New Zealand and Chile. And quote, the Aerospace Corporation wrote in a medium post. So basically, your target is Earth. Earth, <laughs> yes. That's what it sounds like. Earth. Yeah. The current thinking is that it will shower down over northeastern Africa over Sudan. One of the largest objects to famously re-enter the atmosphere and break up was the 77-ton Skylab back in 1979. In that case, it it mostly fell into the Indian Ocean, but some pieces fell over sparse areas of Australia. 
the U.S. president at the time, Jimmy Carter, apologized for the incident. <laughs> hey, sorry our space station crashed into your country. <laughs> There's nothing we could have done. The Long March 5B is much smaller, but China has never provided rocket design details, so researchers can't, researchers can't predict exactly how it will break up in the Earth's atmosphere. Quote, the general rule of thumb is that 20 to 40% of the mass of the mass of a large object will reach the ground, end quote, said Aerospace Corporation Principal Engineer Marlin Sorge. Last paragraph here. It's unclear why China allowed the large rockets to descend uncontrollably rather than using a a de-orbit maneuver to guide them to the ocean or an uninhabited region. Last year, another Long March 5B rocket made an uncontrolled re-entry, raining pieces onto a village in the Ivory Coast. Quote, it could have been extremely dangerous. We're really fortunate in the sense that it doesn't appear to have hurt anybody, end quote, said Jim Bridenstine. Okay. NASA's sounds administrator. Like a, sounds like a scientist. It really does. NASA's administrator at the time. So yeah, uh, just to let you know in the next 48 hours or, you know, plus or minus 16 hours. And definitely before, if you're listening to this, it's already happened. So you'll know, but um, yeah, be on the lookout of a Chinese rocket ship crashing from space. If you had to guess, if you had to put money down, and can you put money down? Oh, it's like the world The world is a roulette board. Is that what you're yes. saying? Yes, okay. that's exactly what I'm saying. If you had to put chips down, right? Let's say I mm. give you five chips to put down. Five chips. Yes. So, like, treat it as if a roulette board, right? You've got, on the outside, you've got continents, right? Yep. And on the inside, you've got specific locations on those sort of larger regions like try to make the world a roulette board where do you think it's good where's where would you put your money on the outside or in the inside right like i think it landing in earth at all right like double zeros if it just misses us completely no it's in it's in the atmosphere it's crashing down so you can't do that in orbit you basically have this thing that as far as i understand it's actually the roulette example is fantastic because it is basically that ball spinning around but instead of going to the outside it's going to the inside (laughs) Right. And it's coming at a very fast space, fast pace. And it's also a rocket. (laughs) Okay. So where do you think it's going to land? Or do you think it's, I mean, it's probably going to break up into pieces. Well, but I guess where's the majority of it going to land is the question. So I'm like looking at this, I'm looking at a map, right? I'm looking at the map because it doesn't sound like it's going to hit Canada because it's as far north as Chicago or New York. So your cutoff point is there, right? And then, so you do have a pretty good window. So let's see here. And then as far south as New Zealand and Chile. Well, I'm so. seeing news now from New Zealand that says out of control Chinese rocket tipped to be right over New Zealand when it comes down. So <laughs> this is New Zealand news <laughs> as of two hours ago. That oh, says, boy. Yeah, that says this is tipped to go right over New Zealand. Uh, over. Aerospace Corporation earlier this week picked it would be Monday New Zealand time, give or take 40 hours either side. So I, I'll always be able to enjoy shit. the weekend. Plus, her bite is forty hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, so it has it coming down about four forty p.m. Sunday. So that's tomorrow, traveling at almost two twenty-eight thousand kilometers an hour. Like that's fast. Um, this so, has yeah. got to be. This is like the craziest, most ambiguous news story ever. I mean, ever you said the previous story was dark. This is like right now dark. Like, yeah, but this might it's, hit me. it's 
it's dark for like one dude. Worst case scenario, unless it hits like a big building, which is very possible because we don't know. It's like it could. It's a non-zero percent chance that it'll hit a building in Tokyo. It's like, well, yeah. wait a minute. Goddamn China. Like fix your sh- what the fuck? Yeah, I, hope, I, mean, well, China, I hope you pay for yeah. whatever damage. Like, I just hope it just lands on some dude's shed. Everybody's fine. And then he's like, who's going to pay for this? Yeah, well, this is saying, I mean, China is saying, hey, there's no worry. It's going to break up on reentry. You'll be fine. But, but there's a non-zero chance that it doesn't. But there's a non-zero chance, which is always a worry. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, you know, I don't want to, but they've got a pretty good bad luck streak going. Like it, if it does hit New Zealand, it'll probably be the South Island. So you'll probably be fine. <laughs> like, let's see, call it what it is. And there's not many people down there, right? No, no. Three fourths kinda... of New Zealand's population is in the North Island. So yeah. And then your, your PM will say something in a, in a silly accent and everybody be like, right, and everyone's well, going to be like, Oh, she's amazing. She's so she's great. Every time she's, she speaks, she's so, she's, she should run America. <laughs> she's so, she's so brave. Yeah. She's brave. Yeah, I guess. Oh, man, they're saying New Zealand. But I think, you know, you sometimes want to play the outside. I'm thinking like, man, there's like a whole bunch of stuff there. I kind of think. Oh, man, there's I mean, there's a bunch of these little islands up there as well. I don't want it to hit Fiji. I mean, I don't really want to hit any people. Right. Sure. Like that, let me be clear. I don't want it to hit any people. I think it's going to probably hit some mountain somewhere. Actually, you know what? No, I'm thinking I'm thinking it's going to hit the Tasman Sea right between New Zealand and Australia. Everybody's going to be fine. And some dude. Wow. You think a, it gets that close? That's pretty close. I would assume it hits somewhere in the Pacific Ocean to the right of New Zealand or to the. I, th- I think it's going to be. A, I think it's going to be. A, I think we're looking at a close shave. Ooh, it's going to okay. land right between the two. I think it's going to tip uh, one boat like a little boat. Who went out there a little bit, and uh, and then he's going to try to sue China for damages. Yeah, I guess this is probably the payback for us handling COVID so well, right? Someone's going to say, "Oh, they handle COVID well," but you know, you might get hit by a rocket, and that's <laughs> the end of that discussion. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly possible. That's that's what you get. What goes around comes around. You know, you can't you yeah. you thought you could get out of this stuff scot free with your twelve cases over the course of a year. Well, buckle up. Because we got a rocket yep. that may or may not hit you, and you yep. can live in fear of all day Monday, plus or minus forty hours. <laughs> Ridiculous story. Yeah. Anyway, might 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 show up in Bay Ridge. Who knows? Might never know. Right? Non-zero chance. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, we can follow up on this next week, assuming it doesn't hit any of us. Yeah. If it does, I'll report live. Cool. I'll be looking forward to that one. Just send the audio before uh, before it hits you. And there it is. Here it comes. Upload. See you. <laughs> All right. Last story. Um, this one's really stupid, and it's short too. This is this might be the dumbest thing, <laughs> but, it, but it reinforces one of my own philosophies. So, um, here we go. He- okay. Headline, which kind of tells you the entire story. Reading from the New York Post, DJ gets radio station tattoo on arm and is laid off a week later. (laughs) (laughs) A St. Louis DJ, St. Louis DJ learned the hard way that tattoos are forever, but jobs aren't. Less than a week after getting the station's logo tattooed on his arm, WIL 92.3 FM, country music jock Mason Schrader got a tattoo of his station WIL on his arm last month and less than a week later was laid off. Schrader, 
half of the morning drive Mason and Remy show with Zachary Hosley took to Twitter to announce his departure from the show with a photo of him featuring his new tattoo with the note. Ha 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 ha. I just got fired (laughs) to make matters worse. Schrader was hired as part of a duo with host with Hosley in 2018 from a Chicago station and Hosley is keeping his job. According to SLT today, Hosley will now be paired with another DJ Casey Washhausen. That doesn't quite roll off the tongue as well. Wow. That's that's the whole story. And then uh, and, I, and yeah. my philosophy is, you know, don't get a tattoo of anything that's currently alive. And that includes a current job. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he said that the ink still hurts. It's not even a week old, it's still healing. <laughs> oh my god. So that's gotta sting on multiple levels. <laughs> Literally and emotionally. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's why, yeah, I agree. You don't get tattoos of living things. Like, fictional yeah. things are fine, but tattoos of, like, living job. Like, first of all, you should never get a tattoo of a job. Jobs don't care about you. That's, you know, jobs close, people leave, people fire you. Think so. If you leave you a job on good terms. And you want to get a tattoo because you loved it so much, that's kind of dead, right? That era's dead. So, yeah, I guess go for it. Like, I guess if in my in my industry, right, in the games industry, and probably yours as well, I would assume there are probably more people that get tattoos of their, if not their place of employment, then definitely projects they've worked on than any other, than, than never most seen, other you know, industries. I've never seen anyone that I've worked with to get a tattoo of a movie. I've not seen it yet. The only thing that I knew, there was a guy that I worked with that had Pokemon tattoos. Did he? Because did he, he was a big Pokemon the, fan. But he didn't work on we, the Pokemon. No, movie. he didn't work on Detective Pikachu. That was not a thing. But he was just a Pokemon fan. So, or any of those but again, have, that's something have, that kind of is going to live on forever. You get a Pikachu tattoo. I mean, unless Pikachu comes out as like a pedophile or something. Uh, that's wild. what I was wondering. Like, has, has, have any Pokemon been accused of like uh, hate crimes or anything? I mean, I guess if Pikachu was to come out as any sort of unsavory thing, right, it would be like torture. Like Pikachu has been used to torture people at Guantanamo for like electricity treatments or something, right? Like electrostimulation or something. Damn. If Pikachu was that type of guy. But uh, yeah, I he think Pikachu's be. fine. He might be. You don't know what Pikachu's into. Yeah, you're right. I don't. <laughs> you have no idea, the, right? The sick fuck. He might, he might be. <laughs> I don't know. But you would have met, yeah, like there's, it, you know, if you worked at Bungie when Halo 2 came out, you know, that's a very, that's a very tattoo friendly logo. I don't know. I think Halo after working on most projects, I don't think I've ever left a project and I felt good enough to go, you know what? I love that so much. I'm going to tattoo it on myself. Normally it's like, oh God, I'm glad that's But you don't have any tattoos, really right? You're, you're, no, you're I'm tattoo free. Yes, yeah. tattooless. Like a good Jewish boy. Of all the times, <laughs> circumcised and not tattooed. Like a good there Jewish you go. boy. Lahayim. <laughs> Lahayim. <laughs> you got to work on that. Yeah, sorry. I, I didn't, didn't put the <laughs> in it. Yeah, exactly. Lahayim. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a good Jewish boy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, I don't. But my The problem with me with tattoos is the minute you think about getting one, you're like, I don't know if I want that on me for the rest of my life. And then you don't get any. It's kind of how it works. I'm, I'm not impulsive enough when it comes to that. So maybe one day, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe one day soon I'll get something. But right now, look back, no. like, like you, you, so you weren't motivated to get like the Dwayne the Rock Johnson tattooed after working no. on Rampage. No, that never crossed my mind. Right, or like it just uh, doesn't. Like I'm so happy to be done with most of these projects. I don't need a tattoo. <laughs> like I'm good. I don't. I don't need more scars. They've given me enough. <laughs> they're they're a labor of love, but they're still labor. 
Yeah, th- 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 there's enough scars on me from most of these projects that uh, that's enough. I don't need to now create new scars. There's, those projects are gone. They float away, and then you move on. Yeah, I'm with you. I want to know where it would go. And you know, you know what I think? I didn't actually think of it this way, but now that I do, if I did have a tattoo, what would I would probably be more annoyed by like, I would find the one imperfection in it, no matter how minor it was, and that would drive me crazy forever. Apparently, you kind of just don't think about them anymore. Once you once you get them in the heel, they're just kind of like you never you don't sit there and stare at it. Often, it's just kind of like anything else on your body. Yeah, but you know, you put it there. I would I would imagine it like um, I would imagine it like a dead pixel on a new phone. I'd be like that fucking thing, but it's yeah. just one, so they're not going to swap it out for one. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just the personality. You know, but obviously yeah, everything think, else, um, like yeah. you got, you got other th- things like quote unquote imperfections. I don't, cause I'm perfect, obviously, but you know, you, you see other things you're like, yeah, you live with it. Cause that, that's just who you are. That's what your body, right? I got the scar that I had that from on my, on my belly that I had from, uh, from when I was an infant. And that's just there. That's just a part of me. Has it ever bothered me? No. It's yeah. It never did bother you. A tattoo was a great choice, right? What would you get tattooed? If I told you, you had to get a tattoo right now, what would wow. be your immediate thing you'd tattoo? Oh my god! Like you have to get a tattoo, and you got to come up with something right now, or I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Whoa, that extreme. Uh, Jesus! That extreme. So you got to choose. You got two minutes to choose because people's time is precious. What are you oh. choosing? Oh shit! I, wait, I only right got a now. minute. I got oh, two minutes. 30, it's like two. Oh, two you got, minutes. You got a minute. For, you got a minute forty-five seconds now. Okay, I got a minute forty seconds. Okay, got it. So uh, what do you choose? Think about. It. Talk it out. Yeah. Hmm. Talk what it out. Right, Video well, game? Like, no. I mean, if I did, it would be like it would be like the Deus Ex logo, maybe best game of all time, and that's it. Kind of ambiguous, and so no one really know what it was. Mom's um, name. That's a safe bet, right? You're, no, because again, still alive. You know, she's got time to do some hate crimes and some other things <laughs> like that. I don't know. Um, maybe just like a stack of pancakes, you know, like just about the ass crack. That's not bad. <laughs> and, 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 and a little drip of syrup coming down. Hell yeah. There thick, you go. <laughs> thick. Yeah. Just a, just a thick stack with a little syrup and a little, a little, would you have a butter on top? Like, would it be like, no. a, like a cube of butter or like a, I guess like you a, would like a scoop, like a little scoop of butter. No, not the scoop. I, you gotta have like the little, the little square of butter. I think right, a little so a little square, square butter. butter. How many pancakes are you going with? One, I, think th- I mean, th- three, stack, right? Three. three, three, three. You're, you're not gonna go four. You're not going extra thick. No, no. I'm what type three. of pancakes are they? The fluffy Japanese pancakes? No, just this, like this regular... is just like standard pancakes. I'm not trying to start a conversation here. I'm just trying to, mm. you know, just trying to go about my business with my and with, and, and syrup, right? With my, you with, my have... with my pancake traps. Yes, the syrup. You had a great idea with the dripping syrup. But do you keep, do you have the container in there as well, or is the syrup coming out of like is it materializing out of nowhere? No, it's, it's like stream? it's it's just like after the fact. Ah, uh, so it's like syrup running down the sides of the pancake. Exactly, so like it's top pouring it off the plate uh-huh. down like a like a like a pancake escher. Right, and you're putting that tramp stamp right right in your back. Hell yeah, that's right. Lower back. All right, yep. there you go. You like I'm think I'm thinking maybe like an inch and a half by an inch and a half. Nothing nothing egregious. Look at that. Look at that. All right, look think? at that. You did it. Yeah. What about you? Oh, I'm not playing this game. <laughs> <Let's move on. laughs> All right, let's let's go to a little. Uh, let's go to some reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish. We missed it last time, and I got a curveball for you. I got a question. We're not going to do the Paul Giamatti game today. Instead, I'm going to ask you this: Who's older, Cornell West or Brother Al Al Sharpton? Wow, it's got to be Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton's been around forever. Sure has. 
I'm going with Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton's got to be. If he's not, I am shocked. Because Al Sharpton has been around forever. So, yes, Al Sharpton to me, I think, is older. And I think he's considerably older. You want to guess the ages or? Al Sharpton's got to be in his. He's got to be in his late 70s. Right? Al Sharpton's old. He's got to be old. He's got to be in his late 70s. Al Sharpton's been around forever. Yeah, so how old do you think Cornell West is? In his 60s? I would say Cornell West has to be 64. And Al Sharpton, I'd say, is 74. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm going to blow your how, mind. How off am I? <laughs> You're wet. Al Sharpton is a year younger than Cornell <laughs> West. What? <laughs> Al Sharpton is 66. Cornell West no is 67. Way. Al yeah. Sharpton is not 66. No way. Yes, he is. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Al Sharpton's been around forever. I know. Yes, he what, is. Did Al Sharpton start when he was six? <laughs> yeah, he's born that way. He's always looked the same. <laughs> now, to be fair, Al Sharpton has lost a bunch of weight, and that doesn't necessarily yes. help with your age because no. it just kind of it makes it, you know, your skin's a little looser. You look a little older. Um. Yeah. Wow. I'm surprised by that. I would have figured Al Sharpton was in the 70s. That's shocking to me. Nope. There you go. Are we going to change um, this to the Al Sharpton game? This might be a better game. <laughs> <laughs> well, we run out of Paul Giamatti ones. You know, I can keep that there as a as a good reference. And, I, I, and like, I guess Al Sharpton's always had sort of the streak of gray hair as well. As long as I yeah. remember Al Sharpton. I mean, I'm looking at pictures here from 1999. He's got the gray streaks in his hair. Al Sharpton has always had a bit of that gray on the sides. I mean, he had one hell of a pompadour back in the day. <laughs> I mean, he had. I'm looking at some of these images on Wikipedia, and he had volume in that hair. Um, but yeah, like Al Sharpton used to be much bigger. I'm looking at some of these images. Al Sharpton was a big boy. Um, he had some girth to him. So yeah, okay, all right. Now look at that. Yeah, I I would have thought he was in the 70s. I'm shocked he's he's 66. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It blew my mind because I thought I thought Al Sharpton was like in his seventies. I was like, he's got it. Yeah, that was be. great. That's a great. Was one. In the same same boat as you. Anyway, uh, let's see. So I'm a big fan of uh, of uh, Cornell West. He always yes. he always puts a smile on my face, brother. Yeah. Br- brother John, brother <laughs> brother Anderson. That's my favorite. Where is it, brother Anderson? <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's the story. Buckle up for this one. I don't know if you know this. This country's a little racist, so we're going to talk about <laughs> you this. You don't say. <laughs> I did. I sent you the screen grab of this, and I just wanted to run it by you because I think it's worth talking about. Here we go. Written from the Hill. Tennessee Tennessee legislator praises three-fifths compromise on state house floor. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I know. This is, this is some crazy shit. Tennessee State Rep, uh, Representative Justin Lafferty on Tuesday argued that the three-fifths compromise should be held up as a positive but bitter part of U.S. history when arguing for a bill that would prohibit critical race theory from being taught in Tennessee public schools. This would be Tennessee. The Tennessee House of Representatives was debating a bill that would that would prohibit critical race theory from being taught in schools. Quote, I've sat here praying for about five or 10 minutes about how I'm going to try and address the body in this issue. Still not sure I have the answer, but if you guys will bear with me, I will, I'll see where it takes us and quote Lafferty said on the house floor, he probably should have stopped there. The lawmaker went on to argue that the agreement to count three fifths of a slave population when determining taxation and representation in the U.S. House was intended to help end slavery, quote, well before Abraham Lincoln, well before Civil War, end quote. 
He said, quote, was a direct effort to ensure that Southern states never got the population necessary to continue the practice of slavery everywhere else in the country, end quote, by limiting the number of representative slave-owning states had in Congress. In an argument that's, that occasionally comes up among lawmakers, though historians generally agree that though historians generally agree the three-fifths compromise, which was reached in 1787, increased the power of slaveholding states. Slavery was not abolished in the U.S. for another 90 years. He also lauded the country's founders for, quote, biting a bitter, bitter pill, end quote, of slavery in order to ensure the support of the southern states in the Revolutionary War. Quote, I don't hear that anywhere in this conversation across the country. I don't know how we've gotten here. I don't know what we do about it. But talking about changing our history, changing is not the right word. Talking about incorporating another view of history while ignoring the very writings that we have access to is in no is no way to go about it. And quote, Lafferty said. After Lafferty stopped speaking, Republican members of the House stood up and applauded his remarks. And wow. Antonio Parkinson, the chairman of the Black Caucus in Tennessee House, told the New York Times Lafferty comments were offensive. Quote, I thought it was horrible, end quote, Parkinson said, adding that no matter the argument, it was impossible to defend policies that protected slavery and failed to account for the full humanity of African Americans. Quote, I don't care if it's if it's a if it's policy or how you're counting heads, there is nothing good about slavery, end quote. The Hill has reached out to Lafferty for clarification on his remark. This bill, this bill in Tennessee is the latest of a crop of GOP-backed bills in state legislatures that seek to block the teachings of critical race theory, which teaches that racism is ingrained in American institutions in schools. That's a journey. And when I, I don't heard even this know where shit go with that. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Let me let me start by saying this. Um and, and just giving a little bit of context, because when often when thinking about American politics, you know, most people from the outside only see that, OK, you got your president, you got three branches of government. You got your president, which is the executive. You got your you got your legislative, which is considered the Senate and the and the Congress. And then you have the judiciary, which is the Supreme Court. So. The legislative, you just think of the Senate and the Congress, and that's on a that's on a country level, national level. But below that, every state has a its own House of Representatives. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about here. This is one state and a representative within it. And Tennessee is a very red state. So when I say the group of Republicans applaud, you're probably talking about 80, maybe 70% of the room applauding when this dude says this heinous, heinous shit. And by arguing this point, he's kind of making a point for the whole reason to teach these things to begin with. Well, he's just, I mean, his point is, well, before that, this is bet. This was better than nothing, right? Because before it was nothing. And this, to me, was a step in the right direction to do this. And it's the most, like, intellectually dishonest argument of anything that you can discuss, right? Like, you can come up with a million analogies for this of, you know, it's like half. It's basically saying, like, oh, well, you know, we didn't kill you. We just cut your arms off. Isn't that better? Isn't it better that we didn't kill you? We just cut your arms off, right? We left most of the body there. 
and we healed the wound. So what are you complaining for? We didn't kill you. You could be dead. Like that's what the, the like that's basically what this is. Yeah. And it's like that doesn't like what do you mean? You shouldn't don't don't cut anything off. There shouldn't be slaves at all. So yeah, it's that it's that it's real intellectually dishonest. And this is the type of stuff that stupid people who vote for this guy believe. Yeah. <laughs> like it's that simple. What I've heard recently, it was on a podcast where they were like, yeah, the the you know, Republicans don't necessarily stand for anything at this point. They're just standing for cancel culture and all these other things. And that's kind of what this is about. Like this kind of policy doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help anyone. If anything, it helps white people feel better. Like that's kind yes, of no, like that's insecure what white people feel better. That's what it's all about. And look, and to be fair, right? This happens in other countries as well. Like I would say sure. Japan is one of those countries that I see as like they're the most sort of egregious when it comes to like, well, maybe we shouldn't tell you everything. But just know that we're sorry for it now, right? We're, yeah. we're doing better, right? And it's like, no, your history is horrific. And if you're not actually teaching your history, like I think like Germany is one of those countries where they're like, oh, yeah, we messed up. And we're going to talk about why this could never happen again. This was horrific. We are so sorry for this. This should have never happened over close to 100 years ago. Right. Like it's that type of stuff that you don't. And again, for whatever reason, there's these groups of homogenous people. And Japan is one of those groups, just like white people in Tennessee. Who seem to think that having this, you know, doing these mental gymnastics of why you should feel not, why you shouldn't feel bad about what your ancestors have profited off of, instead of just realizing, like, yeah, I'm privileged because I didn't actually have to deal with this. You know, my great great grandparents or great 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 grandparents didn't actually have to deal with this. It doesn't mean I need to excuse the fact that it happened in the first place. Yeah. Which is why it's weird. But like just own it. it. Like you're not, you're not, we don't have slaves now. Yes, we get it. Things are better. But at least acknowledge, like, yeah, it was pretty messed up. We should Yeah, that's the thing, is like you don't have to personally feel bad about it. You're not a slave owner. You're not directly responsible for these things, but to not teach it, to not educate, to not have the conversation, that's the problem. And I can't believe it's even a it's even a consideration, especially since now. You know, they're all talking about, oh, cancel culture. They're they're trying to suppress the voice. It's like, well, this is literally suppressing a a theory, even if you teach it as I mean, it's basically a fact. It's not really a theory, right? But the fact that you're gonna just kind of sweep this under the rug, it's like that nah, I, I don't need to worry about that. Yeah. Don't worry about it. So that they can keep pushing their own message. But what's their message? Oh, they all want to tell you you're all racist, you're all a bunch of racists, but you're not racist because we didn't actually teach you the thing that would which would actually give context to what they say, even if they don't say it in a good way. Like, let's be real. Liberals are kind of, they could be annoying and heavy handed. Yeah. And they can be <laughs> virtue signaling as well. Like we're For doing sure. better. Like, Oh, yeah. look at all the awesome things. We're not them. Although we're not going to completely fix your issues either, but we'll yeah. at least acknowledge the past and we'll sort of virtue signal around the fact of, we know this was bad. Look at how we're, we're talking about the past. Right. But it's like, but are you actually fixing the future? And it's like, man, maybe. Was the pictures um, of uh, of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and like the African garbs? I'm like that. That's a bit much. You got yeah. Y- you didn't need to do that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you could have dialed that back. Anyway, I thought it was interesting. It's disturbing. It's upsetting. But you know that's what's happening. This is these are the kind of conversations that are happening in the country. It's like yeah. this is what Republicans are doing. They're they're trying to push this stuff and they're trying to. Uh, and they're uh, trying to push more voting laws, which I think are a little bit overblown from the media, but they're still like, do we need them? Probably not. And they're, uh, 
Yeah, they're also and they're also really against vaccine passports, which we've already talked about. Yeah, we've already talked, which is just, yeah, these people are odd. It's um, good times. There's quite a few, it's weird because people are getting real antsy about the vaccine stuff, although India is basically having their worst wave of this ever. And we're almost, what, how many months? I'd say we're close to being 16, 17 months into this. And people seem to not realize that this isn't over, <laughs> nope. which is which is amazing to me. Yeah, it's, it's crazy stuff. I, I haven't brought up any of that stuff because there is no way to spin that to make it any way entertaining that is nope. horrific it is it's bad. horrific it's yeah. bad so please take the i mean i'm even though you know you might joke around and some of this stuff but yeah like you like i'm seeing like people in india are like that that's a giant that's the second biggest country in the world and you see the news reports from that stuff and you're just like man give me this vaccine please <laughs> yeah because where the where that is going is not good yeah, that's all you really need to see to be convinced. If that doesn't convince you, then I, I cannot help yeah. you. Yeah, it can't help you. So yeah. So anyway, enough of that. Let's uh, let's get into some media therapy, shall we? Sure. So you you just watched something before this? What, so what, I did. I, I watched watch? two movies. Right. I I woke up early this morning and I watched two movies. Okay. Um, the movie that I watched before doing this podcast is a movie called Voyagers. Have you heard of this movie? I've heard of it. Yes. It's like uh, it seems like a it's like a young adult novel in space is what I is what I got kind from the trailer. Of, yeah, it is. So basically, right, this movie has Colin Farrell in it for and look, if you're really eager to see this movie, whatever, just don't listen to this. Um, basically, Colin Farrell gets a bunch of kids into space because they're going to, you know, Earth is dying and, you know, Earth's heating up and we need to figure out can people colonize another another planet so they find another planet that we can colonize and they basically send it's an 86 year journey that they basically say we're going to put a bunch of kids here and the difference is we're not going to pick these kids from who people are already born we're going to grow these kids basically in a lab and keep them in this spaceship environment so that way they're not thrown off or missing you know open spaces or missing you know nature and all these different things right they'll have no access to any of this stuff we're going to raise them as if they were on this ship and then they're going to have kids and then we're going to repopulate the earth this way for when they land in 86 years to this new planet. We will be ready to, you know, this is a planet that's suitable and then we can repopulate and humanity will live on. Right. Yep. So at some point, the kids grow into teenagers and long story short, Colin Farrell was killed and now these kids oh. are on their own. Right. So I said I, said I was going to spoil this movie because I don't really care. This movie, this movie was bad. Um, and so it's basically saying, hey, these kids didn't grow up with all of humanity's ills, but the big plot of this movie, and this was the big, this is the part that kind of annoyed me, was that these kids were taking this blue liquid, right? And this blue liquid basically stopped any type of hormone or impulse. It's like equilibrium. You know, yeah, it pretty much just makes the kids kind of docile. And these two specific boys stopped drinking this stuff. So, of course, what happens, right? Senses fire up. Boys start, start looking at girls. Boys, boys start roughhousing and fighting with each other and all this stuff. And then all the kids kind of stop taking it through the course of this movie. And that's kind of where we go, right? So it turns into Lord of the Flies in space. Yeah. Uh, this movie just wasn't very practical. It's one of those things where you watch and you're just like, well, that was dumb. Why was only Colin, why was Colin Farrell the only adult on this thing? <laughs> um, they did sort of hint of like, well, maybe we should send them up there with no adults. So they just figure it out. And Colin Farrell's like, well, I, you know, maybe we should, maybe I'll go up there, right? I care about this mission. I'll die before we even get to this thing, but I'll be there to help them, you know, to help them in their journey. But why they didn't, 
had anyone with him as a backup plan because the minute he died, this whole thing went to went to a mess. These kids were like eternal Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I personally don't recommend this movie, but if you really like, I mean, I think Johnny Depp's daughter is in this. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. so if you care about Johnny Depp's yeah, daughter, the Rose kid from Depp. Game of Thrones, yeah. yeah, the kid, the kid who was in the wheelchair in Game of Thrones, the kid that was the, the, the three eyed Raven or whatever the heck it was in Game of Thrones. He's in this thing for five minutes. Um, so yeah, watch that. I wouldn't watch it again. Once was enough. <laughs> Got it. You, you really now, the other movie not I sell watched, me. That's for sure. Now the other movie I watched. I must say, right, this was like a five in the morning. I'm just like, I just want to watch something, whatever. Yeah. And I saw this movie, The Mitchells and the Machines. Oh, I've heard, I've heard good things. I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. Something that Sony Animation is doing is, is right. Oh, boy. Because it's the same guys, right? So Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are the same guys who were behind the Spider-Verse movie. Mm-hmm. And I still claim Enter the Spider-Verse is the greatest superhero movie and the greatest animated movie I've ever seen. From a technical standpoint, from a story standpoint, that movie is great. It's great. Yeah, it's near perfect. Yeah. This movie is is good. It's very good. I don't want to spoil this movie. Oh, it's on Netflix. Because it's on Netflix. Oh, okay. I highly recommend that you watch it. I'm going to add it to the queue I would right say now. the tone is a little different. It's a bit more social media focused and, you know, it's telling the story of people are too connected to their stuff. I believe this movie was actually called Connected um, when Sony Pictures wanted to release this in the movie theater. And, of course, COVID-19, Sony sells the movie to Netflix. Netflix returns the title to what the two directors wanted. Mike, Mike Rianda and Jeff Rowe are the two directors. And so Netflix was like, well, you wanted to call it this. Let's just call it that. I don't really care about Sony's name. And so they renamed it. Um, and this movie is very good. Uh, it's very well done. The story is good. Um, it's got some weird quirkiness in it that is probably just towards a different, right? It's not a superhero demographic, but the stylization of it, the way stuff is cut together, I was, again, I think Sony Animation is doing the best animation work from a technical standpoint in the industry right now. If you want to see a, te- if you want to see stuff that's like, oh, wow, this is like, what's the new stuff we're doing in animation and animated movies? that stuff doesn't belong to pixar anymore in my opinion it belongs to sony animation because they're making things stylized they're adding panels and emote they're doing stuff in a very clever way that just makes it very interesting to watch it's it's very pleasing to watch it's like wow you guys put all this stuff together and cut it together and it's just it it just fits it just works it's just different highly pixar has become kind of predictable right it is. I mean, very you got predictable, some, but even, it's, very, it's very good, right? And Pixar, yeah, become, I would argue, Pixar's just become more. Again, this this movie has a good story to it, but Pixar, I would say specifically, they've got sort of the formula for for making a good looking movie, and they really try to get different and unique stories in. And not that Sony isn't doing that, but I would say Sony is now taking the look of saying, "How do we make animation feel like a comic book?" right for spider-verse that was one of the coolest parts about that is that it felt like watching a comic book and this kind of feels like you're watching technology you're looking at youtube like it's just it was very it was put together well now again i haven't seen wreck it ralph the breaking the internet movie it's fine i would assume it's probably got a similar vibe like it's similar type of stuff and again i haven't seen it so i'm making a complete assumption i saw it but, once i was not compelled to see it again i it was not again, nearly this, as good as the first one yeah, this movie, I just thought it was well done. So this movie, Danny McBride is the voice of the dad in this. Maya Rudolph's in this. Um, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen are voices in this. Of course they are. Conan O'Brien's the voice of something. So there's a bunch of famous people who have their names to this movie. 
Um, yeah, but maybe this was one of those things where I had no expectations of this. I had no idea what this was. And I watched it and I start recognizing like, oh, this has to be Sony animation because of just how stylized it is. Yeah. So yeah, is it better than Into the Spider-Verse? No. No. No way. It's not not it's close, but it's 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 not close. <laughs> yeah. Right. Try it again. I like this movie, but it's not Into the Spider-Verse. I it made me want to watch that movie again once I watched this. But I was not expecting this, and it was very good. So if you're a fan of animated films and you're willing to spend two hours of watching a good story, I highly recommend this movie. I thought it was good. And yeah, so those are the two things that I've watched. All right. Check it out. I watched something for a change. Mm -hmm. Um, Sunday, I was like, "Eh, you know, just feel like I'm going to feel like multitask and do something. So what I do? I turned on the Mighty Ducks Game Changer. Oh, that's right. The TV show that's on Disney Plus. And uh, I ended up watching all six episodes <laughs> following that on Sunday. I thought this thing was going to be the biggest piece of shit when I saw the trailer. I'm like, this mom's going to annoy the hell out of me. Mighty Ducks was always corny as hell. This is not going to age well. I'm like, this is going to be really stupid. And God damn it. I love this show. I love it. I the, absolutely love this show. Now, my criticism of Mighty Ducks is that those movies are hard to rewatch because the hockey is really bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, there's the Pee-wee hockey, hockey bad and there's bad Pee-wee hockey players. Uh, this one is better. It's more grounded. Um, like, no, no so one's actually, jumping out there. It actually feels like you're watching kids play hockey. <laughs> yeah, but it's like kids okay, cool. poorly playing hockey. It's sure, like, you it's know, kids. But, no, but one's, it's... no one's jumping out there with a rope and no one's like doing these okay, cool. ridiculous <laughs> hits okay. and other things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I watched I watched episode seven today um, while I was having I'm my watching lunch. the trailer. I've not watched the trailer of this and yet they still find a way to have the fat kid play goalie, right? Absolutely. The fat, the fat kid can catch. And so he's, yeah, play they have, they have like a quite, they have quite an eclectic cast. Um, Gordon Bombay is back. And the course, girl who, and the, sorry, the, the woman who's the mother. Yeah. She looks like she plays the mother in everything she's ever in. Yeah. She looks like, right? and, and she looks like she'd be the worst. And there are times where she is, but they also lean into it and they're very, uh, they're very I'm self-aware. surprised they got Emilio Estevez to do this. How much money do you think they paid him? Because Emilio Estevez has not done a lot of stuff. I think they gave him a sandwich. If you look at <laughs> <laughs> They fed him. He's, oh, they gave him he's so, he's so good. He hasn't lost a beat. I feel like Emilio <laughs> Estevez is Gordon Bombay. Like even, at this point, he is right. Like, what else? Even, is he, yeah. What else do you remember him from? Name me another movie. Oh man, but this slap shot he's taking is horrific. I got oh, one. My God, in this I got, trailer, I got one. Oh man, uh, what a terrible slap shot! This is the stiffest looking slap shot I've ever seen. Yeah, I got one. Uh, yeah, there is one scene in this last episode where he's like taking shots at a net. I was like, these, yeah, I'm, I just watched it in the trailer. Look, I'm like, oh, Emilio, like these the, don't look the, graceful. The, no, 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 no. The hip, mo- it looks like he's trying to take a golf swing, kind of. It's bad. But he's also kind of washed up, you know, he's, he you is. know, he's, he's old. Yeah, that's, that's part of the character as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Emilio Estevez, I also remember him from Mission Impossible, where he dies in the first uh, 10 minutes of the movie. Spoiler alert for Mission Impossible. He gets crushed in the elevator. It's very upsetting. Oh, it's a horrific, probably one of the most horrific deaths in, in Mission Impossible movies. Um, anyway, yeah. Show's great, lots of fun, full of heart. Um, it's got the uh, that typical hockey bro coach that you definitely knew growing up and probably still see today. And I'm like, I know that guy. I know that guy. I've seen that guy before lots of times. I 
still play with a couple of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, you know, they got, they got the long hair, they're ready to go. You know, that's, it's kind of like, uh, like overly confident. It's like, dude, come on, you're, you're coaching kids. So that's, yeah. that yeah, dude's yeah. there. You got Emilio, you got this whole new cast of kids. There's an episode where some of the older, uh, characters show up like all the some of the original actors show up but they couldn't get more of them because of uh covid restrictions they shot this thing during uh during covid so hmm. kind of hampered a bit of the production in that one but it was still heartening to see that and that was one of those moments where i looked up that guy i'm like the guy who played kenny Wu. what's what's he done between mighty ducks 2 and mighty or mighty ducks 3 whenever the hell he showed up last in this nothing <laughs> no no acting yeah. gigs for that guy that's um, most of these kids who's the most famous kid from mighty ducks it's gotta be keenan thompson oh yeah i'd say so. now he's the most successful of the mighty ducks kids yeah but some of these guys them. like i was looking up because i think there was like six of them they got six of them i guess i guess the kid that that was on the that was on that daredevil show um, oh yeah that's true the, yeah he shows yeah, up. yeah that kid that kid shows up he's got to right because he's he's still around but yeah, yeah his, like mighty ducks wise the kid that played uh the kid who was using who couldn't twist his arm or his wrist or whatever um that kid what what is it does he show up because what is he doing guy oh yeah what the guy who plays bank the guy who plays banks in uh yes that kid yeah yeah, yeah. where's that kid he shows up no, so he does. Yeah, I mean, most of these kids are. Where, where's Charlie Conway? Is this there kid is, still doing anything? They wanted to get him to come. He couldn't come because of. Uh, and they all said if they bring him back, they want him to be part of a larger story arc. Uh, Josh, so Joshua Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because what is he doing? Like, what has this kid done? I mean, he's he hasn't really done any movies since 2015. Um, but yeah, he's not doing much. Like, he's free. He's got to be free. Well, he was in Dawson's Creek. He's in a show called The Affair, which ran from 2014 to 2019. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so he's, I guess he's in he's in TV stuff. He's he's in a couple of TV shows. He's doing things. I mean, most of these people are in, uh, are in TV shows. TV there was a shows. guy who was, like, one of the things was the, uh, the main girl, Connie, from the movies. And I guess she's married to, in the, you know, in the lore now, she's, like, married to this guy, Guy. I'm like, who the hell is in Guy? The- in the lore in the, in the show <laughs> in like the lore in the mighty ducks lore exactly in the lore of mighty ducks in the in the mighty ducks universe this but I'm like, guy but garrett, garrett ratliff henson i don't was doing remember nothing he was doing nothing from basically 2007 was the last thing he was in until mighty ducks 2021 so they literally pulled this this guy out of doing something but i don't I mean, know he had to be working a regular job I, I don't know who that character was in the original movie. I don't remember either. It's just his name is Guy. Like it's the most generic thing. It's like, wow. He guy. was in all three. He was in the three movies, though. He was in Mighty Ducks one, two, and three. So I don't remember who Guy Jermaine was. Was this kid? He's a defenseman. They got no glory. Oh, this 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 blonde haired kid. I don't remember this kid at all from these movies. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, who was this kid? All right. I, yeah. I, I do not know, but that was but looking uh, at this name yeah. of kids. Looking at this name of stars, yeah, it's definitely Keenan Thompson. Like he, by far, out of all Let's these see. kids, is the Mighty most Ducks. famous out of all of them. He's got to be. I mean, Emilio was also in uh, the Breakfast Club and those kind. Well, of um, Emilio Estevez, I would say. It, well, I don't know. Keenan Thompson is the longest running member on SNL. But yeah, Keenan Thompson is the most relevant probably today. You can, there is a way to do it. I don't know where you see it, but there is a way to sort by popularity. And I, I just don't know. The funny thing is, is that I didn't even realize this. Jesse Smollett was in the original Mighty Ducks. <laughs> what? Do you, do you know who Jesse Smollett is? 
Why does that sound familiar? He is the guy that apparently faked a hate crime. Oh, that's why. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, is he? he tell was, me he's the guy who says cake eater. <laughs> he's Terry Hall in the first movie, and I have no idea who that is. But he was in the original Mighty Ducks. How did they not? They brought up he was on Empire, but they didn't bring up that this guy, this very first movie, was a child actor in the original Mighty Ducks. Yeah, I bet Terry Hall is the guy who's like, he's the one who calls everybody cake eater for some reason <laughs> Might be. so yeah uh yeah so there's a bunch of guys here that yeah he was in the original mighty ducks he's one of the original uh huh so there you go yeah all righty well uh, so, i don't think so i'll anyway. watch it i don't really have the <laughs> i mean i just don't think i will but you know i thought the same thing about cobra kai and i watched and i watched all three seasons of it cobra kai it's was super great, it's so. super light every episode no episodes longer than 30 minutes long and uh yeah they they it's just the same kind of story. The Mighty Ducks are the bad guys now because they became too good and too too competitive. So this kid basically ends up getting cut and his mom's like, how oh, could you cut my kid? We're going to start our own team. And then they assemble this ragtag group of terrible hockey players. And then, uh, you know, Gordon Bombay helps them uh, guide them to to victories and stuff. It's, to me, uh, the, the Mighty Ducks is just uh, is just to me, it's an example of how powerful Disney is as an as an entity. The Mighty Ducks and the Angels in the Outfield just remind me how powerful Disney is because they both became real sports teams. <laughs> yeah, that that kind of confused me. It threw me for a loop where multiple times watching the show, I was like, where is this supposed to be? It was all it always took place in like Minnesota, right? Yes. Was exactly. it Minnesota? Yeah, yeah. Like even the original TV sh- even the original movie took place in Minnesota. And then they just became LA franchises. Yeah. Because that's the second movie they go then. out to LA, right? And I think the tournament's in LA and they find Keena Thompson playing roller hockey <laughs> because because sure. Yeah. And then it became a real life NHL team, just like Angels in the Outfield, the the Los Angeles a- A's of Anaheim became a real baseball team. Because Disney has enough money to buy sports teams based on their movie franchises. Good for them. Good for yeah. them. You know, that's a, that's a lot of employment. You know, you employ play some hockey players, the people selling snacks. Yeah. Dancers. And Guy Jermaine was a forward, by the way. <laughs> okay. He he was one of the mainstays on this on this roster. Apparently. I don't I he don't He was double know. zero. I don't remember him either. Don't know who this guy was. <laughs> and then he's like, oh wait, that this seems important. I, it doesn't matter. But yeah, I, I enjoy it. It surprised the hell out of me. I thought I was going to hate it. And uh, yeah, now I'm, now I'm looking forward to Fridays again. Uh, Marvel's out, but Mighty Ducks are in. So Well, Marvel's we out go. for now. Isn't Loki coming soon? That's got to be happening soon, doesn't it? Yeah, Loki got moved up to because uh, it's going to start on Wednesdays now. But I think it starts in uh, June. So yeah, a yeah, couple weeks. So Loki, you got a bunch of Marvel movies coming out. You got Black Widow. And yeah, no. Marvel's, Marvel so announced the name for... The second Black Panther movie, which I thought is a, it's 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 the greatest name they could have given that movie. I'm in just off the name Wakanda Forever. It's great. What a great name! Like like for the second sequel for that movie of just just lean into all of the Wakanda stuff. Just lean into it because that's kind of all you have, right? Like you kind of don't have Michael B. Jordan. You killed him off, which I would argue was a mistake. I mean, you can always bring people back. It's absolutely crazy. yeah. You got time travel too. So yeah, anyways, yeah, Marvel's uh Marvel's not dead, but Disney's also leaning into their other franchises, which I think is kind of what you got to do if you're Disney. You got to lean into the hits. So. Yeah. Got to diversify your portfolio, as they say. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm excited. That that trailer was awesome. That like 3 minute or so or whatever however long it was, that trailer yeah, of all the like, Marvel hey, stuff. Hey, you remember you remember us? We haven't been yeah. making movies lately, but here's a bunch of new crap. Narr- narrated by Stan excited. Lee. I thought that was that was an incredible hype trailer. Like, they oh, they I'm, really yeah, nailed it. 
like again, Marvel is when it comes to selling Disney and Marvel, like they're they're the best to ever do it right now. Yeah, but it's because it's good. That's the other thing. It helps yeah. because it's good. Fair enough. Absolutely. Again, like it's it's good content, right? Like it's yeah. but it's it's content that's similar, but it's still good, right? Like you know yeah. you can go to a big I would consider it I'm trying to think of what the like just name a restaurant that every time you go there, you know you're gonna get a good meal. It's not gonna necessarily always be great. But you'll oh. never get something that you'll leave and be disappointed by. You'll always go in there and go, you know what? Could have been better, but I, that was not a waste of my time. Even Thor 2. Was it a waste of time? No. Yes. Was it good? <laughs> not the best out of all of them. But when you left, you go, all right, I got a superhero movie. The toys smashed together and we're good. I can now move on with my life. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a restaurant comparison now because I'm thinking like the place I always go back to are always the great ones. I mean, like Chick-fil-A, right? Hmm. Like, have you ever had a bad Chick-fil-A meal? I haven't. Nope. No, and most of the Chick-fil-A I had was in the Dallas airport. So and it was it good. was good. Yeah, it was good. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, was it always like, oh, this is amazing. I got to come back. No. But sometimes you're like, oh, this really hit the spot. Other times you're just like, nah, okay. Look, I'm not hungry anymore. I'm good. Panda Express. Um. Oh, no, I've had a bad Panda Express. Panda Express has wrecked my stomach. No, no, no. Because in... in in California, Panda Express is an actual restaurant. It's not just a mall joint. It's like oh. you can actually go to a Panda Express. And there was one by my house. In is that a Panda Bay. Express or is that just a Panda? I was still fast. Like they still had the noodles. And I forget what I had, but whatever it was, oh, man, that was a rough day. It's a real rough day. Wow. The stomach was not happy. Sorry to hear it. Yeah. But. So. Yeah. All right. Well, then fair enough. But for me, Panda Express in an airport specifically, it's one of the best meals you could have. Yeah, I think for me, it's Chick-fil-A. Like I said, if, if I was going to say what is a consistent, never had an awful Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's, fair. it's a good choice. It's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then la- lastly, I'll just say I'm um, playing, still playing Near Replicant. Um, I finished I finished the first playthrough, but that's a game they have to play through three times in order to get the whole story. Sort of. You play through once, then you play through again about 60% of the way through is where you start and then they add more context and then I guess you beat it again and then you get even more context and then you and then I guess you start again and it's a completely different story and then you get the end of the game so working my way through the second playthrough maybe I'm halfway through that I think I don't know I'm enjoying it though game's great got a lot of heart yeah. it's uh, really depressing really dark so if that's your style check it out near replicant you don't have to play it. You'll 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 hate it. It's a bunch of. Um, <laughs> Why did you try to months? convince me that I would like it? To go, you know what? No, no, I didn't. It. I didn't. I wasn't trying to convince you. I will say though, I'm going to send you this picture of the uh, of the dude, and this is like one of the creepiest video game characters I've ever encountered. Ever, this thing is like nightmare fuel, and believe it or not. It's a good guy. I'm just trying to find a good picture of it. You know what? This is a good one. This is not actually in game, but you get you get the general idea. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Look at this thing. Look at this thing. How would you even describe this thing? That's a good guy. Oh, it's terrifying. Yep. Real terrifying. It's yeah, like this. Terrifying. It's like a big moon head and it's got like this giant grimace on it with like these big bug eyes. It's um. yep. It's basically yeah, become this. It's basically become the signature of um, of the director Yoko Taro. 
So every time you see him on like Twitter or something like that, he's usually got that he's got that helmet on. It's it's really creepy. Really unique game though. Very cool style. Uh, if if you did have any interest in something like this, I would say Near Automata is a much more approachable game. It's a much better game, and um, yeah, it's a fascinating series. Very unique, but I'm enjoying it. It's a good time. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's it. Look at that. Well under two hours again. Good. These are more fishing. I love it. We're keeping these nice, it. light, brief. Not going into any of these. I mean, cra- I when this podcast used to be fifty minutes. <laughs> I don't know what happened. We just, uh, you know, you get into a groove. You just start rolling. Yeah. Anyway, uh, my iPad's too far again, so I'm not going to check for reviews. But uh, don't forget, review the podcast on iTunes. Please do that. Give us a nice review. Say good things. And uh, John will send you a dollar. I believe iTunes has changed how it works, doesn't it? Don't you follow feeds now? Or, like, you don't subscribe? I think it's different. I think uh, I think it's changed. I don't know. Read a, yeah. read a tour or something. Whatever. Just subscribe. Yeah, I'm looking listen. now, and uh, I'm looking now. There's seven ratings, five out of five. So thank you. I don't know if that's the same or different. I think it's the same. Yeah, but hey, look, if you're out there, you made it this far. Do us a favor. Go just yeah, go. Look, we know there's a lot a of a little uh, bit further. Just go a little yeah. bit further. Yeah, look, we know there's a lot of podcasts to listen to, and uh, you choose to listen to this one. So, what the Thanks. fuck is wrong with you? But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Till next week. This podcast is over. <laughs>